0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Diane and Langdon, a podcast in which we dissect various media. Today, we're going to be looking at Full Metal Alchemist, the 2003 anime adaptation, Episode 3 Mother. I am Diane, and I am an archaeologist based in Washington, D.C., and
1: I'm Langdon. I'm a comedian based in Washington, D.C.
0: So Langdon, you want to go ahead and get us caught up to where we are now?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so as we enter this third episode of Fullmetal Alchemist, mm-hmm. so far we have met Edward and Alphonse Elric. They are brothers. They are alchemists. Yep. And they are on a quest to restore their original bodies. Um, yes. Because Edward lost some of his limbs and Alphonse lost his entire body in a transmutation al- alchemy accident. Uh, Alphonse is now in an empty suit of armor and Edward now has two uh, mechanical prosthetics they just deposed a corrupt preacher named Father Cornello in a town called Leor. Um, and we met three other villains, Lust, Gluttony, and Envy, who are working in the shadows against the brothers. Uh, and their Lust appears to be their leader. And she said that Leor is just a decoy uh, and that she's trying to lure people there for an unknown purpose.
0: Yes, so that is one question that we are hoping that they answer, that Leor is a decoy um what happens after people who are seeking the philosopher's stone gather in leor because she just kind of left us hanging there in the last episode so i hope she i hope she talks about it
1: i think she will i don't i doubt she'll talk about it right now but i i think she will i think that's a question they have to answer right. that seemed that seemed intentional uh, we do um. have a
0: couple more like how did they make birds come to life in leor um and of course why in the last episode did a bunch of birds just Pop like balloons at the very end. These
1: choices seemed less intentional.
0: Yes. But we also have our central dramatic question for this entire narrative, which is going to push us forward, should drive every single episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is, will the boys get their bodies back? Yes.
1: So let's dive right into episode three. Uh, Called Mother. Yes. We already know from the previous, or the next time on Full Metal Alchemist, that it's going to be a bit of a flashback episode where we get some history on the boys. But we do start with them in the present day after they left Lior, Mm -hmm. presumably, and they're in the next town over, um, and they're in a library, and they're looking for books about the Philosopher's Stone. They're not finding anything, uh, but this kind of sets up this point that they're always checking wherever they go for more information about the Philosopher's Stone. Yes.
0: And Alphonse finds an introduction to alchemy book, basically the Isaac Asimov's understanding physics of their world. Not exactly baby's first alchemy, but... Yeah. Perhaps elementary students' first alchemy. Yeah, I don't it's, it's, it's a textbook, but it it's, is, not, it's yes. not a super
1: advanced textbook. Yes. Um,
0: and then from there, we get into our
1: flashback. Yeah, because that, seeing that book kind of takes them back to growing up in the little podunk country town of Raisinboul.
0: Yes. And we see the boys. They are five and six. And they are attempting to make an alchemy present for their friend Winry,
1: Yes. who is quite bored with this. Actually, she's she doesn't want <laughs> to be here. Yes, um, she is a little blonde girl. She's about their age, but I always think she's a little older.
0: I always I always think she's a few months older than Edward. Definitely yeah. less than a year. But
1: they're yeah, they right. they
0: grew up together. Yes, it's, she's yeah. their yes,
1: yeah, she's their neighbor, and she's also, they took uh, baths. She's together. their child, sort, sort of, of thing. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> But so Winry is there with a little puppy. Uh, the puppy's name is Den. Yep. Um, and the boys are doing their transmutation. Uh, and they, they brought like kind of a bunch of dirt together, I guess. And while, did you notice this while it was like changing? It had like a little eyeball on it. Like a little yeah, vertical eye. Yeah, the little eyeball. vertical eye. Yeah. So that, yeah, that means something creepy. to us as the manga readers. Uh, but here is just kind of like a real quick thing that you see. If yes. you see it, if you don't see it, that's fine. But Winry and Den definitely see it and they mm-hmm. definitely get very freaked out.
0: Yes, and I, I don't quite get why. Um, because up until this point, every encounter we've had with alchemy has had this very creepy undertone to it, the scary the scary imagery underlying it. And so I don't understand why we're making this moment scary. Is this to kind of show us that all alchemy is scary? Because we know that all alchemy can be used for potentially scary ends. But it seems a bit excessive to make this this just your sort of catch-all approach to alchemy.
1: Yeah, and, it's, and it puts a weird note on like, what appears to be an idyllic pastoral upbringing. It really does,
0: yeah. Um, but we also do have these underlying themes of there there is a war going on, and we do have something wrong with their mother, as we're going to see eventually. Um, so there is already kind of this darkness underscoring this childhood, but if yeah. we're being told this from a child's perspective, a child isn't going to conceptualize those things in quite the same way.
1: Right. Well, and if this was from the perspective of a child, I feel like the whole thing would be played differently.
0: Yes, I agree. I, I feel like you've, you, you gotta pick a lane um yeah. but we, yeah yeah we do see some pictures we see some photographs uh first with their father and then a photograph with just them and their mum. um even in the photograph that is of their whole family the dad's face is sort of hidden by by a glare yeah you guys have um, seen tv you've, you've seen tv um oh. and then we oh, have a narration the, over it
1: yeah it's it's the same line that we got last time where alphonse says that uh he he restates the law of equivalent exchange and he says, that was the way that we thought the world was. Implying that they now think it's something different. Anyway, after the opening credits, the boys are sitting sadly outside of the Rockbell's house. That's Winry's family. Um, and mm-hmm. inside, Winry's mom and dad are telling her that the boys didn't mean to scare her. They did this for her. They actually made her a doll, we find now. Mm-hmm. Um, and their mom, Trisha Elric, is there. And she says that the boys shouldn't know anything about alchemy.
0: But we don't really get to see how she feels about alchemy in this moment she's mm-hmm. just very confused which is interesting because pinaco comes in comes in and says well they are you know his sons mm-hmm. they are their father's sons um and so considering that their father is absent i kind of wanted a little bit more emotion from trisha in this moment we do get it later but i i would have
1: really appreciated more here yeah um so as trisha's taking the boys home she asks them if their dad taught them alchemy um, and Edward, he's a little pouty, and he says, how could he teach us anything? He's not ever around. So we know that he's not dead. He's just absent. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell her that they learned it just by reading Intro to Alchemy. Um, and she's kind of stunned by this. She's She sa- she asks them, you can understand something as, as complicated as this. But she's not mad at them. She's actually very proud. She's very excited that her sons have kind of taken to Alchemy this way.
0: Yes, and as a result, she lets them into their father's alchemy lab, where they kind of run around and go crazy and get crushed by a mountain of books. Presumably, mm-hmm. they've been sneaking in here anyway, yeah, but I now they're, like, they got allowed from.
1: in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but she says something about, like, not messing the lab up too much, so obviously she thinks that their dad is still coming back.
0: Um, and we learn then that their dad left largely without telling anyone, and mm-hmm. it really messed their mom up. Um, but she does smile at them when they do alchemy, which is
1: which they like.
0: Yes, so it kind of starts their competing with one another. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And there's while they're talking about this, they do another like weird animation thing where Trisha's looking out a window and then she turns around, but they kind of f- fade each frame into the next instead of doing like a clean animation. It's the same thing they did with Father Cornello's smile in the last episode. It looks really bad. It looks really lazy. I don't know what actually goes into doing it, but I hate the way it looks. Uh, cut ahead a little bit farther. The boys are now seven and eight years old and they bring their mom little like uh, horse figurines that they used alchemy to make. Uh, little trinkets. Yep. Edward is very clean. He's doing very, very good at it. Alphonse is a little clumsier. Oh, Edward is also a little bit older and yeah. so has a little bit more fine motor skills. <laughs> um we see the boys alone a little bit later, and Alphonse asks Edward if he hates their dad. And Edward says he's, he's not sure, but whenever their dad comes up, their mom makes a strange face, and Edward doesn't like that. So he's definitely not a fan of their dad.
0: Yeah. And then they they go to Winry's house, um, to sort of go see their buddy, and they learn that the Doctors rock Rockbell have died. They both went to go aid as medics um, in the war in Ishbal, which we're going to learn about later.
1: So she's obviously distraught. Pinnacle is, she almost seems angrier than she is sad, but she has the letter in her hand and it's kind of crinkled up in a fist. And Edward suggests that Mr. and Mrs. Rockbell, doc, the doctor's Rockbell, can be revived, but Pinnacle says that's not allowed, and she's kind of upset that he even brought it up. He calls her an ugly hag, uh, just because he's a rebellious little teenager. Well, he's not. He's eight. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Ever calls her a hag and she throws them out by throwing pots and pans at them. Um, and they go home and they grab their mother's skirts and they cry because they're little they're little babies. Um, and the boys, in the
0: next scene, we see the boys coming home. They're from, a little older again. They're nine
1: and ten. Mm-hmm.
0: They're coming home from the market with some fresh produce. And they walk into their house to see their mom on the floor also surrounded by fresh produce. So I don't understand where this abundance of fresh produce is coming for because we're the the war is technically still ongoing or we'll have just concluded the the food markets haven't built back up yet like
1: realistically
0: you're, you're postulating. they're still going to be on ration cards ration cards existed well like several years after both world wars so like people are still on these also but, you're but assuming also assuming that
1: this works exactly the same way i am that's true but... i prefer to think that she ran home from the grocery store ahead <laughs> of them and then collapsed in the kitchen when she made it um none of that is the case though she uh is actually sick um and she's yes. collapsed from it and when they get a doctor there he tells them that she actually has probably been sick for several years.
0: Yes. And um, she's been
1: hiding it from them.
0: And the boys decide that what they're going to do is they're going to find their father and they're going to bring him home. So they find letters written to their father from a bunch of his friends and, and they're going <laughs> to write to all of his friends because he he has those apparently.
1: I'm sure you saw it, but all the letters are addressed to Mr. Hohenheim Elric.
0: Yeah, which is insane because- <laughs> that's, that's not his name? That's not his name. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, as far as we know, it's its not his name. It's, its in the manga, Edward is very insistent that his name is Elric because that's his mother's maiden name. And his parents mm. actually never got married. Von Hohenheim and Trisha just kind of shacked up together and had children. And Edward and Alphonse chose to take their mother's maiden name because their father skipped out and they their mother died and be, lar- they largely blamed their father for that. And they, they took their mother's name.
1: So it is weird to see him addressed that way. Yes, it or is. Or to see him having friends at all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, on her deathbed, their mom says that the boys should use their inheritance to take care of each other. Um, she's really hung up on their dad. She's calling for him, um, and she asks Edward if he'll make a corsage because that's something their dad would always do for her.
0: And then she dies, and we know this because her pupils disappear.
1: You hate that. I, <laughs> I really do. I it, hate that trope.
0: It, it, I hate it so much. It's so dumb.
1: It doesn't bother me that much, but like you hate it. But they do it with the fadey thing again, where they. Yeah. I I don't. I really really think that it's laziness, and I don't. It really ticks me off. Yes. Um, but she dies. Everyone from Raisin Bull, I assume, comes to the funeral. Um, we kind of see pretty much everybody fades away after a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinnacle and Winry are still there. But then after a while, it's just the boys. And they're there for so long that Alphonse asks Edward if they can go home because he's hungry. Yes. Um, and Edward now has the idea and he tells Alphonse that they should bring their mom back using human transmutation.
0: And then we get our commercial break. Yes.
1: When we come back from the commercial break, Edward and Alphonse are in their dad's uh, laboratory. I think now they're in the basement. And they're reading about human transmutation. And Edward says that it's only illegal because grown-ups are frustrated that they haven't cracked it yet. And he assures his brother that this is what their mom would want. For the three of them to all be together again as a family. Mm -hmm. Alphonse says, maybe we should ask dad. Edward says, it's dad's fault that she's dead. Yeah. Um, So they're kind of poring over books. um, And we see... A shot that you really liked of Alphonse's yeah. future body, the armor that he has Yeah, so it's inhibits. a really
0: nice shot that follows the rule of thirds. Um, in which the the boys, the, the action of the frame only takes up about a third of the screen. And it's the far right of the camera that it takes up. And we see the boys, they're kneeling on the floor. And the suit of armor that will become Alphonse is hovering over them. And it's not just like kind of surrounding them. It's literally kind of bent over with its head kind of tilted down, quite literally covering them. So they're completely overshadowed by this giant suit of armor. And then the other two thirds of the screen is just open space. Mm -hmm. And it's so good because it feels extremely tight and claustrophobic while still employing this use of negative space to really great effect. It's it's very good framing. I really liked it.
1: Yeah. It's one of the first shots in the show, I think, that actually feels intentional so far. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the first things that feels like there's been... Thought. Any, yeah. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, <laughs> Alphonse narrates the next scene, uh, which we kind of go out of their basement, and Alphonse says that they found a teacher who taught them everything they could learn about alchemy. And I hate the way that this is presented because we see uh, the silhouette of a woman uh, kind of superimposed over a couple uh, paintings, painted shots of mm-hmm. the boys training on an island, it looks like. But yeah. it's not really clear what's going on and we don't know who this woman is. And they're just like, well, that's how we learned everything there is to know about alchemy. That's great. Cool. I hate it.
0: It's They've, they've obviously decided to give us enough to know about this teacher that we're wondering who she is without giving us any further information. And since we're coming into this already knowing who this teacher is, this is quite frustrating um, for multiple reasons. And we will talk more about that Yeah. later.
1: So the next scene is them. They're a little bit older. They've gone through this training and they are ready to try human transmutation. Um, this is the first time that I really like the music. Uh, it's the lab theme or the mystery mm, theme yes we're not sure what it's used for yet but it's it's very like laboratory-esque it sounds like liquid dropping
0: yeah and things bubbling up it, it's really neat it, it feels exploratory like yeah. you're either in henry jekyll's lab or you're on the the shackleton expedition like it's it's real neat um, um somehow those go together
1: <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> uh, they give us the composition of a human again. So, like, all the ingredients that it takes to make a human that Edward read out in the first episode. Um, yes. But Alphonse says, Edward, what are we going to give for Mom's soul?
0: In fairness, this seems like, the, like, this, this in every iteration is the least... Thought through component for yeah. these boys. I don't think this is the thing that they spent
1: the most time on. Which is funny because I assume all the rest of the work on human transmutation has already. Well, I guess there's probably no published research on it.
0: But right.
1: Probably already been figured out. So like, what is the the cost of a human soul? Is right. probably the one unsolved variable.
0: But like, there's there's also the theory in medieval alchemy of mercury, salt, sulfur, in which we've got three components of the human, which is body, soul, and mind. And so the idea is that if you create the body and give it the correct DNA information, the soul and mind will just snap into it. Um, and death is kind of the moment when the mind is that severing link where the soul disappears from the body because that mind is severed. And that's what that's what death is. Um,
1: so <laughs> All right. Okay. This is my specialty. Not well, I, alchemy. I, I, but... I believe you. Um, the point is, uh, Edward says, oh, we just have to each put like a drop of our blood in there. Mm-hmm.
0: Mild correction. Not DNA. It's not DNA that's binding them. It's just whatever essence is of a person that goes into your blood and, and into your identity. Um, um, so everything... The medieval
1: alchemists had no idea what DNA was. Uh, so everything is set to go. We get a quick shot <clears throat> outside of their house because we remember from the first episode, Roy Mustang is also here. Yes, he is. He is outside standing on a hill in a hat. with his hat. With his hat. Um, and he says, Resemble Village. hmm uh, mm-hmm. Back in the basement, we get the same animation sequence from the beginning of the series, the very first scene, um, which I'm fine with. I don't mind that they reused it. X it's the same exact thing. Uh, but this time, we get a little bit more. Um, after everything starts to go wrong, we see these little wiggly black hands, mm-hmm. and they kind of grab pieces of Edward's leg and pull it apart. Uh, and they do the same thing to all of Alphonse. Um, alphonse screams and he dissolves back outside we see the whole house glow purple
0: yes and we see that roy mustang sees it glowing purple i'll talk about that later Uh,
1: in the aftermath of this uh, alphonse is narrating again and he says that the last thing he remembers is seeing edward's leg disappeared and then he woke up in the armor Uh, when he woke up edward's arm is also was also gone And Alphonse's spirit was bound to the armor. Edward kind of starts to uh, fill Alphonse in on what he missed, uh, which is that the the mom that they brought back was not human. Mm -hmm. Um, And he doesn't say that their math was wrong. He says that what was wrong was them, the boys. Yeah. Uh, I have questions. Um,
0: Like how Edward is not in complete medical shock right now. He's just lost two limbs he's severed major arteries in this he is losing blood very quickly he should be going into shock which is when your body is not getting enough oxygen and your organs start to shut down pretty quickly it's it's a very serious medical condition and it's pretty much in this case like inevitable um the the thing is Argawa very much takes the time To portray this shock, we see Edward unconscious. When Alphonse, yeah, in in the manga, when Alphonse comes to, Edward is out cold. Edward doesn't have time to talk to him because he's not even conscious and he's sweating, and Alphonse picks him up and carries him. We see Edward exhibiting all these different traits of shock. But in this, there's so it's so weird to me because they're very much about this body horror element, about showing this thing in the middle of the transmutation circle, about showing the bird die in, its, in a pool of its oh, own yeah, vomit. Yeah. But they're not going to show this real life trauma. Like they back away from that. It's very strange to me. And also they could have waited until this episode to show us the thing in the middle of the transmutation That's circle. That's exactly what
1: I was about to say. But
0: they... didn't didn't, they 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 could because
1: then i would have had another question and this episode would have answered it
0: right and the thing is that then the cold open of the series could have just been about that relationship between the boys like we said
1: the horror could have been from alphonse disappearing
0: yes but instead they chose it somewhere else and they chose to show their whole hand yeah, they they chose to show the whole hand when they could have indulged in it here.
1: Alphonse picks Edward up and he brings him to Winry's house. And Winry is the first person to recognize Alphonse in the armor because uh, mm-hmm. she says, "Alphonse, is that you." Skip forward a little bit. Uh, we're in Winry's house or Pinnacles Automail Shop, uh, where Winry lives. Granny Pinnacle knows that the boys tried human transmutation, mm-hmm. and then Roy Mustang enters.
0: Yes, and he 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 enters and he's got this very like tropey pose of hands in pockets head bowed like in profile knee popped out and he's looking at them out of the corner of his eyes this super stereotypical yeah. like shonen introduction and he he's like so that's what it was and then he introduces himself as a state alchemist as the flame alchemist and there's like okay so there's so much to unpack here <laughs> just based on the timeline that's just occurred so we can well, we're gonna go through that now um, because we saw Roy Mustang standing on the hill before this transmutation occurred and after it occurred so let's just go through his daily agenda here how many um, notes do you have on this a lot pages so oh my God. step one stand on hill in rain bring hat step two <laughs> watch out chemical neon light show from hill in rain with hat step three do nothing about it Step four, listen to children screaming. Step five, do nothing about it. Step six, watch a giant suit of armor (laughs) run from the house while carrying a bleeding child with his limbs ripped off. And step seven, do nothing. Step eight, wait a good solid hour or so for the bleeding boy to stabilize and get bandaged up in a completely different house. It's probably a quarter of a mile
1: away. At least, yeah. They live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah.
0: Step nine, consider doing his damn job. (laughs) Step ten, eavesdrop. Step eleven, stand menacingly in the doorway. Profile only. Okay, profile only. Step twelve, go do job and deliver offer. (laughs) Okay, like, Roy Mustang is a lazy piece of shit, and he is very self-serving, but god damn, this is a lot. I'm... Oh, gosh. But he comes in and he's like, I've never seen such a furious reaction from a transmutation before. And I'm like, why didn't you do something? Oh, my God. <laughs> Asshole. But then Pinnacle got this, like, look on her face where she is just done. She just looks so put <laughs> out. And she's
1: she's a mood. She's a whole mood in this scene. But wh- so why was he there in the first place? Because he's not there normally. I Well, he has a letter. Um,
0: a letter that Edward sent to one of their dad's friends because their dad has friends. Yeah, again, that's that's not uh, that's
1: that's not expected.
0: Yes. So the military has been searching for their father for von Hohenheim for quite a while. We don't get why. Um, but then Pinnacle is like, "Hey, leave," and he just pretty much ignores her and keeps going and is like, "Since the boy, he's like." She tells him to leave and he just kind of looks around the room and goes, since they survived a human transmutation, the they 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 can they can probably be state alchemists. Like he feels no visible pity or emotion in this. Like there's so little dimension than what we get. It's I there's there's just nothing going on here. He's just cold.
1: Yeah, he he might as well be any like army. Yeah, group. he
0: could be anybody, and he, I, does, he doesn't do a single changes. thing to make him
1: like stand out. Yeah,
0: there's nothing about him other than, other than that hat. Am other I that right? Hat. Other than that, there's nothing about this man that is unique or makes me want to know more about him. Yeah, that's
1: okay. Uh, but Pinnacle tells him to go away. She says that they have things to do here,
0: and he's like. Come pay me a visit on Central. And he like hands him his card and then he's out
1: the door. I'm expecting him so much to do like the touch his fingers to his temple and do the like, <laughs> 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 it's like
0: I don't know what that is. That's, uh, that's
1: that's an anime trope. It's
0: a JoJo's trope, I no,
1: think. No, it's not.
0: Okay. But then Pinnacle, she just she just lets him go. Like, she's real gentle with him. She's definitely not the woman I would expect who would be like the military literally just took my son from me and now you're trying yeah. to take away these two children from me? Fuck out of here. Like, yeah, they're babies. They're literal babies. She's not at all pissed that he's trying to literally recruit child soldiers right now. And like, I, I also just have no more questions about Roy Mustang. I know what he wanted as far as yep. anything's been stated. I know why he was there and that want has been fulfilled. I He's told me he's a state alchemist and I'm like, okay, because Edward's one of those too, so you know that's that's all I need is to know that state alchemists are really good alchemists, I guess.
1: Yeah, who work for the government. We who know work that.
0: for the who work for the
1: government. Um, the next scene, uh, it could be the next day, but I assume it's several days later. Uh, Edward is still bedridden, um, and Winry kind of brings in with brings in a cold compress and puts it on his forehead, uh, and she goes over to Alphonse uh, and starts like investigating him because she's fascinated by his new armor body, and I guess Alphonse is asleep mm-hmm because she kind of like pokes at him for a few minutes before he's like oh hey winry what's up um but he's not supposed to be able to sleep uh, so this is probably this is probably another anime manga difference
0: right um, but the idea is that you can't sleep if you don't have a body and alphonse because a soul doesn't need to sleep a body does
1: there's no concrete rules on that
0: there's no concrete rules anywhere on alchemy. It's a really
1: manga. good point. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, obviously Pinnacle's the one doing the serious nursing, because she's the one like changing bandages and whatnot. Um and Edward says that he and he looks bad because he's yeah. his whole arm is gone. Yeah, he doesn't look doesn't look pretty. He bad. looks like a little chicken nugget. <laughs> um, Edward says that he's thinking of becoming a state alchemist uh because he'll have an allowance. He'll have resources, specifically research that wouldn't be mm-hmm. accessible to a normal civilian. Um, and he'll have the State Alchemist Watch, which acts as an amplifier. So this so
0: this is another difference.
1: Yeah. So, so Father Cornell said this as well. Uh, and now Edward's is saying the same thing. So apparently the State Alchemist Watch is an alchemical amplifier. Yeah. amplifier. Um, but Pinnacle kind of counterpoints him and says that he's going to be used as a weapon. He's going to be ordered mm-hmm. to use alchemy to kill. And he doesn't care. Yes. He next he next asks Winry and Pinnacle to equip him with automail. Um. So they get to work on him. Uh, and he does not scream when nerves connect. Uh, although he's definitely uncomfortable. But uh, they kind of comment on that. And they say that even some adults, when they're getting their automail hooked up, they scream when the nerves connect. Uh, so he's obviously tough as nails.
0: Yeah, we gotta know that Edward's tough as nails and mm-hmm. super strong.
1: Yes. Um, as you'll see very shortly. One of our final scenes in this episode, uh, the boys are a little older. I think you said they're like 10, 11, 11, 12. 11, now. 12, yeah. Um, they're fighting, which I love. I love watching them like spar. I wish they showed me more than a few frames of it.
0: Yeah, so we don't see any of this sparring. Instead, we get a lot of scenery and there's this moment where they're like rushing past water that's reflecting the scenery and it honestly just looks like Monet's water lilies which beautiful painting not appropriate here and then we get more scenery while they discuss Ed's becoming a state alchemist
1: yes he says his mind is made up Uh, and he beats Alphonse in the story yeah
0: yeah we do get like a little shadow dance of them like like these little shadow puppetries of -hmm. them sparring but we don't get it for very long and it's it's obviously just like I I wanna see actually then. And then it beats in which um
1: That's not supposed to happen.
0: We'll talk we'll talk about it. Uh but then we get this other shot that's this bizarro ankle or angle. And it's a it's, total like forty five
1: degree Yeah, it's it's, it's Dutch, a Dutch angle.
0: angle, it's I don't like it. It's inappropriate. A Dutch angle is usually used to disorient an audience and it is working here. Which makes it a bad choice because we're not supposed to be disoriented here. They're, they're talking yeah. about like they're having a heart to heart, but it's this bizarre angle. It's not just at a Dutch angle. They're like only up in the top left quarter of the screen. It's really And then bad. they've got this reflection that's kind of in the middle and the rest of it is a reflection of mountains. So there, you have to be like staring up into this corner where they're where they are at an angle it's just it's bad all the way around i,
1: I can't fathom we've
0: I, we've had the one of the best shots and one of the worst shots that we have seen in this anime in this single
1: episode this one i mean is this one i think is much worse than the other one is good yeah 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 yeah, because they're trying to like do exposition and I I want to vomit. It's a really confusing <laughs> shot. And
0: Alphonse says that it is his fault because he didn't object to the human transmutation. So he's going to take it upon himself to become a state alchemist.
1: Uh, and Edward beats him up again. Again. Why, so why is this a problem? Here's the thing.
0: <laughs> in the manga, and next episode we're, we're going to try really hard not to talk about it.
1: Yes, but I promise.
0: In the manga... It is established that Alphonse has never lost to Edward in a physical fight. Edward is always the loser. Yes. Alphonse always wins. and it's Which a, is an
1: amazing, like, character point.
0: Yeah, because they know each other's strengths and they're willing to bend to each right. other's abilities and work together. And we can it's concede like, that Alphonse is better at some things.
1: Yes, it's like the Luigi jumps higher thing. Right. Like, they're, even though he's the younger brother, he's a better fighter. And people underestimate him a lot of the time in the manga. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh well, like
0: we sent our underling out to take care of him, and Edward's just like, <laughs> good luck to that yeah. guy, because he he knows Alphonse will kick his ass. They're not a hero and sidekick; they're
1: brothers. And I feel like she, like Arakawa, should have told right. the the TV show. This team is the this. exact
0: sort of thing she consulted on. This is she was there for character consultation, and and things like that this is exactly what they would have asked her about exactly what she would have told do you think this is what she meant when she drew the samurai costumes and said that there were creative differences
1: i I, (laughs) i'm sure that if she read this episode she would have been like
0: um actually
1: uh alphonse should win because he's supposed to win every time
0: yeah Um, oh gosh he is nerfed to hell these script writers obviously don't have siblings
1: the big point is that they're not Treating them like brothers, they're treating them mm-hmm. like a hero and his sidekick. Yeah, which I think is an easy like trap to fall into because mm-hmm. Alphonse is like such an interesting character design. Yeah, and, and he's not human. Yeah, specifically, uh,
0: but it feels like they just don't know what to do with him, and that's so upsetting because it, it, Arakawa does so much with him. Yeah,
1: he's just so give him some lines, give him some fights, give him some wins.
0: Yeah, they've, they've let him
1: do something that's not at Edward's behest.
0: Yeah, they they nerfed him. They nerfed his character.
1: Um, Um, Edward says that there's probably nothing of equal value to their mother's life. Uh, So he's kind of given up on this idea of bringing their mom back to life.
0: And then Alphonse is like, I want to go with you to Central when you go to become a state alchemist. Oh my God. And Edward's just like, ugh. Like, he he just looks (laughs) like this is the weirdest idea anyone has
1: ever proposed which is so strange because they're supposed to be best friends
0: yes they're they they are the only thing they are the only family they have left
1: they're inseparable yeah it's so it's really odd for him for alphonse to be like i'm coming with you I would expect Edward to be like, "Yeah, no shit," <laughs> right. but instead he's like, "Oh, I—I oh. I mean, really? Like, who's okay. gonna watch the house? And I like, guess. Winry's gonna be here? I and like,
0: guess some, you gotta have a strong man." It's so weird, and then we get this incredible oh. shot. <laughs> oh, it's amazing! So we we have then this perspective. Shot In which we're, we cut over from them to, to Den. To Den who is now a big dog. This was Winry's nice. puppy. Now a big girl. And Winry is standing kind of behind Den. And at an angle. And she's got her hand pressed against this tree. Um, against a tree trunk. And. But it is so close to Den's flank. Where it has been drawn. Yeah. That it looks like she's got her hand on Den's side. But Den <laughs> is yeah. like. Ten feet in front of her, so it looks to us like Den is enormous. Like Den is just Clifford the Big Red Dog, yeah. and Winry's like petting his gigantic or her gigantic, like yeah, side. It's it's bizarre, and it is nitpicking, yes, but it absolutely pulls me out. And the thing is, somebody storyboarded this scene. A lot of
1: people looked at this. Somebody
0: animated the scene somebody looked at this and then greenlit this like a lot of people looked at this scene and and it's still it's still here
1: <laughs> yeah and, and like you said it's really really nitpicky but that's what we're that's, here to do that's something you can do though in and,
0: animation is yeah. you can correct that you can absolutely go in and correct
1: that yeah um <sighs> oh i guess that's not the final scene because then we see them uh, burning their house down. The Elric house. They're burning it to the ground. Um, yeah. Edward now has his signature red coat.
0: Yes, which he has purchased in exchange for all of his emotions.
1: What?
0: Yeah, so Edward in this scene just looks completely emotionless. He is so oh, stoic. Yeah. Okay. There is no resolve to this boy. He's just like, oh, the house is burning.
1: There, yeah, there's no expression on his face. It is the... Most emotionless, like mask of nothing. There's no like set to his jaw. There's no like firmness in his br- what's the word for his, his br- brow? I don't know. No, no, his occipital br- ridge. No, like what would you call it if he's like if his brow is engaged? Furrowed. Fur. There's no furrow to his brow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Alphonse, he looks even more emotionless. <laughs> Uh, sorry <laughs> uh, sorry but um, the
0: thing is 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 I don't you've always had problems with this scene in general yeah
1: I I don't really get it. I, it works really well as like a clear indicator that this is a big big important thing for them mm-hmm. but it doesn't it never st- seems like the smart decision for me.
0: And for me I can kind of understand it is like this is a moment when they're divorcing themselves from this past. They don't want to have something to fall back onto and give up. Um, they don't want kind of a place where they can just go, well, we failed, so let's just go to sleep now and just give up and live yeah. a quiet life. They've yeah. also undergone extreme trauma in that house. Their mother died when they were children. They tried to bring her back and brought back this thing instead. It, there's there's a lot of horror that lives in that house for them. They're not going to want to sleep there if they ever come back. And their other option is selling it. And honestly, who's looking to move to Risenbowl right now? Like, <laughs>
1: uh uh-huh. So... <laughs> Burn it down. Like, go ahead. All right. After this, we get our end credits. Mm-hmm. And then we get our next time on Full Metal Alchemist. And oh my gosh, we're so excited! We're so excited because they are finally deviating from the. Manga. Yes, we're getting so, completely original content again. So- we promise no manga references next episode. Maybe <laughs> uh, we're going to, we should. We should actually. <laughs> we like, promise, probably. We should make a note to try really, really hard not to reference the. Manga. Yeah, we will it's do our be best. Very difficult. Do because, our absolute best because the source material is so good. It's hard not to be like, just watch it yeah just read just
0: just read come on
1: and it's hard not to compare this because it's so far vastly inferior yeah and it's failing at a lot of things that have already been done correctly yes which like we said last time is extremely extremely frustrating yes Uh, but there are new characters there's new plot there's stuff i haven't seen i don't know how it's gonna go so i'm really really pumped about it uh but uh walking away from this episode how do you feel overall well, thank
0: God that we have got Romy Park in this in this series because oh, for, otherwise I would be losing my mind. She plays Edward, by the yes. way. The
1: whole ca- well, and this is the same cast that they used later for Brotherhood, right?
0: For the most part, yeah. Most of them did return yeah, because
1: all, because these voice actors do a really really good job. Even they when the nail is Isn't great. I don't feel like the writing in this show is that, and, and it's hard to say for sure because it's not in English normally, mm-hmm. but like. It it just doesn't feel like it's written super well.
0: A lot of it is the the plotting and pacing. Honestly, um, it uses a yeah. lot of, of linguistic and and very Japanese cliches.
1: Um, well, it all anime does. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure. So, but for them this this just feels it just poorly paced.
1: Honestly, yeah. yeah. I, I, we, someone could write a thesis on the pacing in this show because it's it's just all over the place. It really is. Um. For me, overall, I feel
0: very cheated, um, particularly on characters. So, like, with Edward, they're so afraid of letting Edward lose and be weak. It's
1: infuriating.
0: Right. They're they're afraid of giving Alphonse nice things. Like, why can't he do things and be good at things? What's wrong with you?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, but even, like, going back to Edward for a second, like, Even when he, like, does lose, he always comes up so far ahead at the end of the day. Yeah. And even with stuff like the human transmutation, like, yeah, it, like, it hurts. But they don't spend any time on those consequences. Yeah. It doesn't feel like... Like, that's why I feel like putting this episode here was a big, big mistake. Because Mm -hmm. they didn't let these questions from the past kind of fester. And they didn't set up these characters in a way that made me ask, how did they end up like this? Yeah. And
0: pinnacle i'm i'm upset with i'm like where is where is kind of this anger that drives her i i missed out on this moment of her being angry with roy mustang for first her son dying because he went to join off and his wife and his wife and her daughter-in-law because he went off to join the military she's angry with him for trying to recruit children after they were just completely traumatized yeah and and she's there's there's no fire from her it's just like get out I'm, I'm, I am I'm just miss that. I'm With Winry, the early moment with her and the um, transmutation of her being afraid feels yeah. unnecessary for the narrative. It could have been way shorter. And then we would have had more time to spend on other characters.
1: Well, we're assuming it's unnecessary. Uh, okay. But, but they could... I guess... I, I doubt that they'll do it. But I could see them kind of playing an arc for her where she is kind of scared of alchemy. Because so far, every time we've seen alchemy, I think you said this earlier, it is scary.
0: Right. But if they're going to go the route of Winry is scared of alchemy, that is a door they've opened and they have they have to go inside of it now. Yeah, they have to they've, fire the gun. Yeah, they've put their gun in act one. It has to go off in act three now. And they if otherwise this serves no narrative purpose and they've wasted time that they could have spent exploring <laughs> characters or watching the boys spar or letting Edward be nice to some... And I guess he's nice to Winry, um, but they're making them nice as children not as teenagers and that's the thing you can't get me to care about these boys as teenagers everybody's
1: nice as boys Yeah, everybody's
0: nice as children children are nice the end but like i'm not gonna care about them after they've grown and changed from being in the military if you're trying to make me go but look how cute they were as babies jeffrey dahmer was a
1: cute baby i don't i'm not gonna like jeffrey dahmer can i just get you on the record saying once again that jeffrey dahmer was cute we um, can probably look up a picture of Jeffrey um, Dahmer's baby photos right now. I kind of doubt that. Um, but but yeah, and well, and then it just kind of makes me think that when found they, it. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Let me see. Come here. Oh, okay. Ugh. There he is. Oh my god. Okay, this is weird. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this this field, no, no. It's weird. <laughs>
0: Like I said, Jeffrey Dahmer was a cute baby, okay? That doesn't mean that I'm liking Jeffrey Dahmer as a (laughs) grown-up.
1: The point I was trying to make before this happened was that now I just think that they're kids who used to be nice and now they're assholes. Now they're asshole and sidekick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, true. I'm
0: I'm upset we got real stiffed on their teacher. I feel like this is a moment that they could have just said, we found a teacher to help us with alchemy and not given us these hints of her entire
1: arc because... Because yeah. they're more confusing than useful. They really they, are at this e- even point. Even as far as like being something to make me ask questions, I didn't find them particularly because useful, it was hard to identify what, what to was ask. happening. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, Roy Mustang... You have like 16 of Just pages let me go. No- Just yep. let me go. Yep. All right. I'm so gonna this get some is- water. <laughs> go. This is Roy Mustang's first introduction. This is his first impression, and this matters. And we get no layers from him. Okay. So in this scene, in the manga, I'm going to do some comparisons here, but in the scene in the manga, we have him arrive on the scene a few days after this human transmutation has taken place and he finds the evidence of it in the house and is horrified by it, hunts them down in town, grabs Edward by the front of his shirt and screams at him because he is so driven by just horror and anger. And then he he sees Alphonse and he has this moment of just like, moving from this horror to absolute pity. And then this moment where he presents them the opportunity to become state alchemists, it's driven partly by this pity that they need to get their bodies back. They need help. They need someone to look after them. Partly by duty. He's been sent here to recruit state alchemists and partly by ambition. If he can recruit a teenage state alchemist, then that really makes him look quite good. And, I I love selfish son of a bitch Roy Mustang. I really do. I love the man who comes on a very sensitive situation and immediately tries to figure out how to make it work for him. But he should also really have layers and nuance. And I'm really not getting that from this Roy Mustang. there's, There's no layer to him. He's just here to do his job. He's cold. He doesn't care about anything except doing that job. And we can also talk about his introduction in the manga. It's a different scene that he's introduced in the manga. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with the fact that they chose to introduce him with a different scene here. But in that scene in the manga, we get a sense of him being extremely serious and doing his job. We get to see him be a little silly and have a sense of humor. And then we get to see this sort of he's lazy, we get to see his laziness come out. But we also get to see juxtaposed with that his confidence in Edward and what Edward can do and in himself and what he can do. And most importantly, we get to see what he can do. So at the end of that scene, when he says, yeah, I'm a motherfucking flame alchemist, it's because he has just done flame alchemy. And you're sitting there like, whoa, what did this guy just do? And so we see what that means. And it's exciting. And you want to know more about him. Here, he doesn't he doesn't do flame alchemy. So when he arrives on scene and says, I'm the flame alchemist, I'm like, so... What, like, what does that look like? Why should I care when I don't even know what what that that mean? Edward's the full metal alchemist, but he's not full metal. Does the flame alchemist mean that you have a necklace with a fire pen like a fire pendant i don't I don't know what to make of this. He's very one dimensional in all of his motivations. He has zero emotional reaction to everybody around him like when he discovers human transmutation in the manga he's horrified and he's enraged and pitying and there's none of that here and then those around him here have no emotional reaction to him like pinako doesn't have any reaction she lays into him in the manga because the military took her son and is now trying to take two traumatized children and just here she's just like bye and I literally only care about this Roy Mustang because I have outside knowledge of who Roy Mustang is, but I don't care about him
1: for him. It's bad. Um, it's interesting what you said about him not really having a reaction to them doing human transmutation, because that, that's pretty serious.
0: Yeah, it's a very serious offense. It's also- and these are
1: kids. Yeah. Like, this is, this, this would be like discovering, like- I I guess I would compare it to those girls who like stabbed their friend six hundred sixty six times for Slender Man. Yeah uh, uh, yeah. I don't know if they stabbed her six hundred and sixty six times. But... Somebody stabbed somebody six hundred sixty six times. But the, uh, you know, I know. But what like you're this, about. this the is girls... a gruesome, gruesome thing for children to have done. Yeah. And
0: you just you should leave this horrified and and just depressed and with with, with a complete inability to expound on your feelings about yeah. it. You shouldn't know That's, how you feel about it and Yeah, i
1: liked how when you were talking about his emotions in the manga and like he does kind of like cycle through things like he's mad and he's upset and he's like depressed he feels sorry for them and it's it's all happening all at the same time and yeah. it's re-
0: one thing Argo really very, does very well heavy thing. what Argo really does well is her acting and yeah, her drawing she, it's ooh. oh she's a master of it she's very good at giving you emotion layers of emotion in a single panel.
1: Yeah. She's also really, really careful with her faces. Mm -hmm. She usually doesn't draw somebody. She usually draws somebody with the amount of detail necessary for you to understand what they're doing there and what they're feeling there. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're trying to do too much.
0: Yeah, and as a consequence, they're doing too little. And it worries
1: me that they're giving away all their secrets in the third episode. They're
0: trying to do too many things poorly and not a few things very well right it don't they
1: still haven't established rules for alchemy
0: no they really haven't i don't i don't know the rules of alchemy in this universe i hopefully we'll find out next episode what the rules of alchemy are in this
1: universe um and and again like doing all this exposition now and all this like backstory on who these boys are i feel like they're trying to make me care about them now After they just showed me for the last two episodes that they're kind of jerks.
0: Right. It's very premature. So Arkao waits to give us this for 25 chapters. This happens a quarter of the way through the manga. Mm -hmm. Where here it happens right out the gate. But what that does for the manga is it means that we've been with these boys for... Honestly, if you've been reading it as it's coming out, two years at that point. And... Having that means that we love them, we've grown with them, we understand them. And when we get this backstory, it's not exposition, it's answers to all these burning questions that have been... She's been leaving yeah, hints that's along a really the way. Point. And now we finally get to know what it's all about. We finally get to see all the pieces coming together. And that's really spectacular. And in here, it's just... Oh, we got to we got to first tell you who they are before we actually get into the story I don't so care that you who they are. so that so that you know everything that happened before because they don't I don't think they really have faith in their own plot or in the characters <laughs> that they're doing right now. It's very I don't blame them. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: yeah. Um and on that note, if I was watching this as a regular like consumer uh, and I didn't know anything about Full Metal Alchemist. I'm probably done after this episode. I, I don't really, ha- yeah. I don't. I don't really have any more questions. Their system of magic is not interesting because it doesn't have any rules. They can just do whatever they want. So I'm not gonna tune in to see how problems are solved because they're gonna solve the problem with alchemy and they're gonna do it in a way that's like, uh, mm-hmm. it just it just it just works. Um, yeah. All of my questions right now because we just answered all my questions about the heroes. Yeah. So all my questions now are about the villains. And, and I don't the, think the villains are particularly interesting right now. Because we really
0: haven't seen them do anything except skulk around. So... And that's not interesting. Like we said, if we had shown that transformation of envy last episode, that would have been yes, something. Big time. If we had seen what Lust can do, that would have been something. Because we would have seen these villains are like... Scary. Scary and capable of inhuman things. And that's interesting. And Look, they
1: don't use alchemy. No. Or at least... No. Or or what they do looks similar to alchemy, but it's definitely not. Well. Definitely not. Kind well, of. Well. Whatever.
0: No, I'm trying not to give away things to you. Yeah. To me. Because I want you to get mad about it. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. But so I had to to ask myself, uh, how is this avoided in the manga? Um, First of all, the boys are good people. Yay! They're good people from the beginning. And she also,
0: she keeps all of her plans very close to her chest. She doesn't give you everything right out the gate. And if she is dropping a hint, like if she introduces her villain, she doesn't feel the need to introduce them five times in case you forgot that they existed. Mm -hmm. She introduces them once and lets that... Just sit with you and lets lets you. She gives you as much as you need, and then it ju- you just ruminate on it, and it's very good.
1: Um, I, and and her Ed, we talked about how this Ed, like they don't let him lose anything, and but like don't let him like win. <laughs> yeah, he it's never it's never like a clear victory. And her Edward, at least at this point in the story, he is every person he comes into contact with. He is a whole tier above them
0: yeah you are always outclassed by edward Elric and and by any state alchemist
1: but it's not like he's going to it's not like you're going to like put up a good fight and he's just going to beat you by force of strength he is always ahead of you
0: he's always thinking you don't stand a chance Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: so yes their edward always wins but the real edward it's not even close right um and I understand that some people are gonna be like, well then like why is he interesting and like obviously it's close sometimes but these people right now, I guess Father Cornello is what did you call him last episode?
0: I think I called him a schmuck
1: a schmuck he's a schmuck um, yeah
0: he's nothing.
1: but I also think like tonally that this show is off because it's so dark and and there's and not not that there's not like dark spooky things mm-hmm. in the manga. But right. the ones that they're using here and the ones in the manga are different. And one of the big ones that I thought, because, like, what, do you remember when Winry is, like, looking up at Alphonse in the armor? Mm-hmm. Is he, he's asleep, right? Yeah. He's not supposed to be able to no. go to sleep.
0: No. Yeah, he's not supposed to be able to go to sleep. And that's, that's a scary thing because that is so fucked.
1: Yeah. Just, one, yeah.
0: This picture of Alphonse, this image of Alphonse sitting and waiting All night long for Edward to get up because he has nothing else to do.
1: Yeah. The first time that I started watching Brotherhood, which would have been uh, when we were in college. Um, But I remember that was one of the things about the show that had me like, oh, this is something different. Yeah. Because that's like, that sucks, dude. He's like 14. Yeah. And he can't go to sleep and he, he doesn't wander the city. He waits for his brother to wake up or he reads. Right. But he can't go to sleep. And that's crazy.
0: Yes. Another thing about Alphonse is they really use his hollowness in very interesting ways. It's not just that he's a hollow boy and therefore he can't be beat up. It's like, no, he hides Rosé inside of himself. He uses his suit of armor. They figured out ways to use these things that are very unique to them that are, that are Kind of handicaps to them, yeah, and they've turned them into strengths, and it's f- really very clever.
1: That's another thing where I feel like they're not—they don't trust they, that he's—he's he's pushed to the side. He's a sidekick,
0: yeah, he's, yeah. They don't
1: want him to use like the things that are interesting about him, yeah, because, because it'll then,
0: overshadow Edward, yeah. Because they haven't made their Edward independently likable because he's just
1: a dick. And I think that my final thought, as far as like differences between the anime and the manga, it is the pacing. Oh, yeah. And and you could write a 10-page paper on all the pacing issues in this show because mm-hmm. they are rampant. I can't tell what they want me to be interested in at any given moment. I don't feel like they're dividing time up in a way that, like... I don't feel that the time they give each thing is weighted correctly, if that makes sense. I think you Sorry, know what I
0: mean. Sorry, guys. Our cat is singing in the background.
1: No. Oops. <laughs> um, but that's really all I have to say about this episode. I, I hope that the pacing... Improves. I think that they're still kind of bogged in their source material, mm-hmm. and I, th- I, I, think they want to get away from it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that they're excited to get away from it, and that's going to really result in something quite interesting. And we we'll find inside. out next time we'll find out
1: when we one don't week. mention the manga even once.
0: Woo! All right, guys. Thank y'all so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, or as always, send us a video of your stangang shimmy. Um, to Diane and langdon at gmail.com or Diane and Catch you next time.